Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the BNP Paribas Wealth Management Podcast. I am Edmund Shing, your host for today. And today I am joined by my good friend and colleague Guy Ertz from Luxembourg. We are talking about the issue of food security. This is an issue which we have talked about quite a lot recently in our last update of our investment themes report and of course video we talked about security as a new theme and food security was a very important part of that new theme which has been brought very much into focus by the sharp rise in global food prices off the back of the russia uk crane conflict and the sharp rise that has occurred as a result in grains prices, fertilizer prices, and of course, energy prices, all of which are linked to ultimately to food. Commodities as a group have been out of focus, I think most of the last 10 years, Guy, but now we see a very serious pinch point. So can you tell us more about this theme, food security, and, and particularly about the future of food and the related challenges that we see in the world today? Yeah, I mean, this is a really a, a kind of a multidimensional issue or theme. Clearly, it's been actually diagnosed already for some years. But as you said, the conflict in the Ukraine is really accelerating this issue and, and how to, to tackle these, uh, these problems. More generally, the issue is really related also to the sustainable development goals of the uh, of the UN. It's it's about zero hunger. It's about health. It's about responsible consumption. So obviously, when you look at the estimates uh, for population growth in the in the coming decades, there is actually a huge challenge. Probably one of the biggest challenge ever for for the human for uh, for humanity to deal with ensuring food security but at the same time doing it in an environment-friendly way because obviously we also have a, a huge issue about, about environment, about uh, CO2 reduction. So all of this is really linked together and for that reason, obviously also governments are very much aware and especially due to the uh, recent uh, Ukraine conflict, this topic really is uh, more than ever um, among the priorities for the, for the next few years. Yeah, so um, if we take this theme, which, as we said, is very much being brought into focus by the recent Russia-Ukraine conflict and the rise in prices, how does it relate to the global challenge of net carbon reduction? Because clearly they are linked. But could you explain how in detail these two themes are linked? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a number of issues. I mean, um, obviously, the first most pressing or most uh, sort of urgent issue is to make sure that we have enough food for, uh, for, for people. At the same time, we know also that for some food production, in particular in the area of meat, these productions are extremely, are creating quite a bit of uh, CO2 emissions. And obviously, it is a multidimensional issue where not only is it important to grow the food in a much more CO2 or climate-friendly uh, way, but it is also raising the issue whether there's also a needed transition to other type of, of food. Uh, uh, clearly, there's a trend away from, from meat, especially from younger generation. It can, for some, be an issue about health, but it's probably even more an issue about climate change. And uh, we've seen also there a number of opportunities with companies coming 
with the plant-based food, a food that is very much more efficient in terms of water use and in terms of CO2 emissions. So it's really a multidimensional issue. It is about the making sure that people have enough to eat, but making sure that this is in an environment-friendly way, including obviously the reduction of CO2 emissions. And now, of course, it's about looking at the, at the companies that have the best uh, technologies that could help in that, in that sense. Because there's also an issue about water. The, the latest podcast was also raising the topic about water more generally. But water is, of course, extremely used in, in food production. So water isn't the additional part here. And companies are working on making the food production less water intensive, for example. Yeah, so, I mean, I must admit, Guy, when we talk about reducing the carbon footprint of agriculture and our food consumption, every time I talk to our French colleagues and tell them that, by the way, you should eat less beef and dairy products, because firstly, they are extremely consumptive, both in terms of both carbon dioxide and importantly, methane production, which of course contribute to global warming, and on top of that are very, very heavy in terms of water consumption, of course, I get the usual responses, which is that, um, yeah, we're still going to eat beef, we're still going to eat dairy. So I think you're right about the younger generations, but I think changing our, our consumption habits with regards to food will take longer before we have a bigger impact. But to be fair, one thing I would say is that some of these meat alternative products, as you say, the plant-based meat alternatives, are actually pretty tasty. So, for instance, the, the sort of vegetarian burgers are improving and are becoming much more easily obtainable and widespread and even marketed by this of the obvious fast fast food burger chains you now see a lot of plant-based alternatives on the menu which really you didn't see before so things are changing but if we go into this water story a little bit more you're right it's not just about reducing carbon footprint it's also about conserving water and this is something we did discuss with stefan in a recent podcast but could you go through that again just to remind us some of the details of how much water is used in agriculture and some of the techniques we can use to to reduce the water usage in agriculture and specifically yeah, sure. I mean, um, it was also mentioned uh, that, of course, there's only a small fraction of the water uh, on, on the planet that is fresh water and even a much smaller amount that is really usable as fresh water. And thus, uh, that, that is still a huge challenge. When it comes to the innovative solutions that uh, companies are bringing forward uh, in recent years, it's about, of course, water treatment. It's about the design of, of pump filters, automation, and of course, optimization techniques when it uh, really comes to the, to the point of how much water is used really for the production or, or per kilogram of food. And, and there's been huge advances in technology here. And that is something that we think has a, has a huge trend in front now. And of course, the more generally, uh, waste treatment uh, is also something that is part of this equation. So... It's looking for companies that are most innovative to help get this challenge right. Coming back to the food waste issue briefly, I mean, one thing that one statistic that always staggers me is that something like 30% of the food produced in the Western world is wasted as opposed to consumed. Between wastage on the way to the supermarket, in the supermarket, and of course, within our own homes, that there's just food we don't eat sometimes. And I find it staggering that there's this level of waste. It must be the case that we can 
you know, the low hanging fruit here is simply to reduce the amount of waste, because clearly, if we waste less food, we obviously need to produce less food initially, right? And that's just really is a focus on perhaps changing behaviors, and also changing our patterns of consumption a little bit, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And it's not because, uh, of course, most of the fresh food is not necessarily polluting in a typical sense that it is not a problem, as you said. Huh? Because if you see all of the climate effect on producing the, the food, if a huge part of it is thrown away, it is still a form of pollution indirectly. And that is really a big issue. Uh, I found it quite fascinating that recently I saw uh, I saw a report uh, that was talking again about you know the, this this famous potential trend uh, about insects and actually possibly finding a way to do that in an even smarter way because some of the insects are actually eating uh, uh, food waste I mean typical uh, food waste and and people are, are studying to what extent that can be combined to to improve the situation. And so if we think about, again, coming back to the food security theme, so when we think about it from an investor's point of view, what companies, what beneficiaries should we be thinking about that are really well exposed to this, to this theme that, that we can invest in? What are the companies, what are the areas that uh, we should be focusing on? Well, I mean, it's really about companies that offer uh, technological uh, innovation. In first of all, in the in the way to to use fertilizers, because there are much more environment friendly fertilizers. There are also ways to reduce massively the quantity of fertilizers that uh, you use. Also, the idea clearly about the efficiency of water use. Uh, we spoke about that a minute ago, and of course, as we discussed, also about reducing the uh, the waste. Of, of food. So everything around these trends is, is a very powerful, I think, way or has a, has a quite positive future. And, and it's really a long-term trend that should be relatively independent from short-term movements in markets. Of course, there is also here some volatility, but this is a, a, a long-term theme. The other dimension was what we said about other types of food that is also a way to reduce the CO2 emission and of course uh, uh, working towards a more circular economy and, and, and you know tackling the challenge about uh, climate change and that is of course alternative food we spoke about uh, we talk about alternatives to meat in particular which is uh, probably one of the components that has the, the the biggest challenge because it is quite it creates quite a bit of issues uh, for climate change and of course then the efficiency of, about the water use because because water is going to be more and more an issue in terms of the availability. And here we have typically uh, companies working in the water infrastructures about uh, pumps, uh, pipe irrigation valves, smart applications. It's about water treatment, water recycling. So all of this is also part of that same theme on uh, food and food security. And of course, we can invest in these via either actively managed funds or largely exchange traded funds as well, of which there are a good selection. Guy, thank you very much. Thank you very much to my colleague and friend Guy Ertz for talking on this podcast. To you, the audience, thank you for listening. And please do like, share and subscribe this podcast. And if you liked what you heard, you'd like to hear more, please do subscribe to our podcast channel, which you can find on your selected podcast provider, be it on Apple, Spotify, Podcast Addict or other platforms by searching for BNP Paribas Wealth. Goodbye.